It's always a quiet place. It gives me peace when I'm alone with you. There's a hiding place. Your spirit's always there when I'm confused. Mm -hmm. Satisfy my heart. It cries as the deer pants for the water. So my soul needs you, Lord. With thirsty God, you're the living water, and my soul needs you, Lord.
faithfulness, your love, that endures all things. Wow. Welcome, welcome, welcome to CG Talks Live on Friday night. We are running just a little bit late. It is 12 minutes past the hour. We start at 7 Pacific um, and 10 p.m. Eastern. Guys. We're not in charge of talk, <laughs> but we have uh, a guy who does things in decent and in order, and uh, his timing is perfect. So uh, the anointed time is right now. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going on right now uh, in my mom's home right now. She's dealing with a recovery, so um, she's in a lot of pain right now. So I ask that all replay listeners and people joining the meeting will have our patience with us and uh, understand that uh, my mom is uh, recovering from lung cancer. Uh, I do have a uh, praise report that I will share later in the um, meeting. Now I'm going to give a little, you know, five minutes, you know, before, you know, people join in. Um, I will be... Uh, transparent in front of you guys always it's um it hasn't been a lot of people but it's been some people uh there in and i'm i'm definitely embracing the some uh, because there could be sometimes none and uh i have a couple of days like that uh but uh no matter what the praise must go on so um, I uh, will choose whom this day I will serve, and it will be God. So uh, the three days that I have committed to, um, and any other day he tells me to do, I'm going to do them. I don't care what's going on, even if I'm out and in, in, in about and something happens. You guys are just going to have to bear with me because I'm, I'm coming on because uh, God is uh, our source, and we're seeking him in our everyday lives. Alrighty, guys. So the intro song that was playing was by Tori Kelly called Psalms 42 featuring Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Alrighty, so I'm going to go ahead and give us the uh, ushering of the Holy Spirit by praying him on in here. All right. Even though you're here, Father God, always you are here evermore. Um, Father, you know how I feel inside and out. I'm going through a lot right now, and so is the listener. We're living in a time of great pandemic. This is a historic year, Father God. 2020, we will never forget it. And most of all, those who have chosen to have you in their lives as full ambassador, full head honcho in charge. Father God, 
I'm one of those people. I lift you up on high, Father God, and I look to you, which is the hills from which comes my help. I just ask that you see our hearts as you promised you would. You see us and continue with our process of growth. The people that are here in the meeting, listening by phone, by uh, video, uh, by replay listening for the podcast. Oh, God, you know what's going on in all of our lives. And I just ask that you help us to understand what you're doing. Help us to trust you what you're doing because your will is going to be done whether we choose to agree with it or not. And I just happen to want to agree with it. Plus it works. So let us hear a word from you, Father God, the tools that is being used during this broadcast, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For die on the cross so that God can see a wretch like me. Thank you, Lord. All righty, guys. Oh, well, the word of the day is coming from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. And I'm going to go ahead and share that scripture on the video. And uh, replay listeners, of course, if you get your Bibles, get your Bibles, get your Bibles, whether on your phone or the book, the book, the book. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So here we go. First Peter. Wait, first, God, and lesson to read in your Amen. First Peter chapter two, verses 15 and 16. By doing good, you will put a stop to the talk of foolish people. They don't know what they are saying. Live as free people, but don't use your freedom to cover up evil. Live as people who are God's slaves. And as I always tell you guys, please read the full chapter. Always go back. It, 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 I, I, I don't know, depending on who's reading it, you, you know, it might take 12 minutes, it might take 20 minutes, but tops 10, tops 10 minutes of your time to be watered down with this great word of his. Um, God is amazing. Hey, excuse me, guys. <laughs> um, Yummy is contagious. Uh, and you know, please text me and let me know that you guys, you know, if you yawned with me. Alrighty, guys. So um, he he tells us right there, you know, to be who you are, you know, and live, you know, um, just live with me, you know. He's just saying, let me let me uh, go before you, you know. Trust that I have all that you need and, and, and that I am protecting you and loving you. What more can we, oh my goodness, guys. 
wow. Uh, what more can we, what we ask for, you know? So, breaking it down, when they, when they say um, there is no God, for, for instance, he's saying that they don't know what they're saying because they don't know that there is a God. So that's why they say there is none. But that's foolish, you know, because he is real. But at the same time, guys, it's, it's a process to all this growth, you know, that we're all learning. Because at one point, you know, I, I always, you know, try to be transparent and, and, and let you guys know stuff. And as I've told you, I didn't have the luxury of, of I don't want to say the luxury. I didn't have the thought process that there wasn't a, 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 a huge entity, a greatness, you know. Uh, what I What I had was, I don't know if I should call you God. I don't know if I call you Jesus. I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't know. I need to learn about you so that I can call you by your name. Okay? So, but there are people who really believe that there is no God. So, you know, uh, that's what we're here for and, and all the other teachers and, and, and um, believers are for us to, you know, let you guys know about this good news because he is alive and he is breathing. And uh, we'll try to help you as much as we can uh, to, to get this out to you, okay? All righty, guys. So it is 7.22 p.m., 22 minutes past the hour. Even though we're running a little, little behind. Uh, go ahead and go over into uh, this video clip that I would like for you to get. And it is by Alan Parr over there at the Beat Channel on YouTube. Shout out to Alan Parr, brother Alan Parr. If you're ever listening, I thank you so much for your, the work that you've been doing. I learned about you a couple months ago and uh, you, you break it all down. And I love how you break the word down. And I thank you so much uh, and everyone that is working with you. All right, you guys, so the clip that I'm going to be sharing with you guys is um, five Bible verses to remember when you sinned against God. Let's go. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt like you have just blown it with God? I'm talking about you either committed some major sin that in your mind separates you from God, or you keep committing the same sin over and over again, and it's causing you to feel ashamed, causing you to feel like you cannot come to God. Well, my friend, today I'm super excited about this video because I know so many people who feel that way. I felt that way at times, and I'm going to share with you five of my favorite Bible verses that I want you to claim, highlight, 
memorize, embrace, and believe so that whenever you feel like you've disappointed God with sin, you can look at these verses and you can get the right perspective. Hammer friend, welcome back to another video. My name is Alan Parr. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time here, it's a pleasure. Hey, if you want to know the entire story of the Bible, click the link in the description box below. If you enjoy this video, consider subscribing. Hit that little bell notification so you won't miss a beat. Okay, so I'm not going to waste your time. Here are five verses that I really want you to embrace, believe, and claim the next time you find yourself struggling with sin. So we're going to count down from number five. This one is Psalm 103, 10 through 12, which says, He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. Now let's just stop right there. This reminds me every time I sin that God doesn't work the same way that we think he works. He doesn't work in such a way where if I sin, he's going to punish me in this regard. Or if I do this, it's going to be a tit for tat type of thing. This reminds me that God doesn't discipline me and punish me for every little single thing that I do, that he has mercy and grace in my life. Now let's keep going. It says here, for his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. So this lets me know that even when I don't feel like God loves me because I've disappointed him, which you cannot really do, or I've displeased him with my sin, that God loves me so much. And whatever sin that I'm holding on to in my life, God has already forgotten about that. He's already removed that as far as the east is from the West. So if God has already removed it, then who am I to hold on to my own sin? Number four is another very important scripture that I really want you to embrace the next time you find yourself struggling with sin. And that is Lamentations chapter three. And it says this, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Now here's my favorite part. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You know, this verse just reminds me that whenever I have blown it, whenever I've had a horrible day, whenever I have just rebelled against God, struggled in my flesh, struggled in sin for an entire day, and I feel like I've done some things that just God is just completely displeased with, the next time I wake up, God's mercies are new for me every single morning. I mean, isn't that an amazing promise? Isn't that something that's super exciting that no matter how much you have blown it yesterday, no matter how much you blow it today, when you wake up tomorrow morning, God has new fresh mercies waiting for you in the morning. Number three might very well be the most important and that is Hebrews chapter four. And it says this, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. So this right here, let's just stop right there. This lets me know that whenever I go to Christ, we're not going to a savior who doesn't understand what we're going through. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted for 40 days by Satan himself not by a demon, not by the world system, not by any of these other things. He understands in ways that you and I will never understand how powerful temptation actually is. So that's the reason why I can go to him whenever I sin. Now let's keep going. It says here, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 
My friend, this is huge because so many people, whenever we sin, we feel like we have to create some sort of buffer time between when we sin and whenever we go to God because we feel like God is angry with us. We feel ashamed. We feel dirty. We feel like, okay, I can't go to God right now. I can't raise my hands in worship. I can't ask him for forgiveness again because I just did the same sin two hours ago. Like God is angry with me. But this verse lets me know that I can come to the throne of God boldly. I can come boldly. I can come with confidence knowing that because Christ was tempted and tried in all things and yet without sin, he understands and can sympathize with my weaknesses. And therefore, as the book of Hebrews says, he sits at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for you and I. So I don't have to be ashamed anymore whenever I sin. I can go to God's throne boldly. And when I do, I can be confident that I will obtain mercy and grace in help in time of need. Number two, 1 John 1, 9, and it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, the reason why I put this one in here is because so many people think that whenever we sin against God, we've got to go through all of these hula hoops. We've got to go through all of these different steps to get cleansing. We got to make promises to God. We have to fast. We have to give more money to the church. We have to do all these things. We have to confess to somebody else. And God makes it ever so clear, my friend, that the only thing, the only thing that he requires from us in order to restore the intimate fellowship between us and him is to confess our sin. And that word simply means to agree with God that what we did was wrong. But here's the beautiful promise in this verse. It doesn't just say that whenever we confess that sin, we'll be forgiven for that particular sin. The promise is that if I confess the sins that I know about in my mind, that God is faithful and just to forgive me of all of my sins and cleanse me of all of my unrighteousness. My friend, that means even sins that I don't know that I've committed, that I haven't yet confessed, if I just confess the ones that I know that I've, I've committed, then God is gonna cover me and cleanse me of all of my other sins. And the number one verse that you need to memorize, highlight and claim and embrace whenever you're struggling with sin is Proverbs 28, 13. And it says this, people who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. And so this verse reminds me that if I just want to accept the forgiveness of God over and over again, but be still stuck in that same sin pattern, then yes, I can confess my sins, but there's going to be ongoing consequences for every single sin that I commit. God is gonna in some way discipline me for the things that I'm doing. But if I really want to obtain mercy, if I really want to obtain God's favor and God's blessings on my life, I have to not only continue to confess my sin, but I need to repent from it. I need to turn away from it. I need to forsake it. So this verse right here reminds me to come up with some sort of plan so that I don't just go back and do the same sin over and over and over again. Because if I do, I am forfeiting the blessings of God that he wants to bestow upon my life if I were to walk in integrity and obedience to him. So my friend, the next time you find yourself wrestling and struggling with sin, it doesn't matter what type of sin it is, 
I hope that you will remember these five verses and that you will really embrace them, highlight them, study them, memorize them so that whenever you sin, and you will sin again at some point in your life, the Holy Spirit can bring these scriptures back into your mind so that you can experience true freedom in Christ. So I'd love to hear from you. What are some other scriptures that you remind yourself whenever you feel like you've blown it with God? Let us know in the comment section below. If you found this video helpful in any way, feel free to share it with a friend. Also, if you haven't done so already, I would love it if you would subscribe. Check out some of the other videos on this channel. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next time on The Beat. something new every day so um, I just want to share the good news wherever it's being played and I find it I'm gonna share it okay alrighty guys it's 7 34 p.m. 34 minutes past the hour we're moving 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 right along, along, along. all right guys so I'm gonna go to the next song and guys I don't know if you've ever heard of this uh, beautiful young man, uh, but his name is Daryl Cole, and he was an awesome psalmist, and um, he uh, passed away a couple years back, and uh, that was that was something um, to know, to find out, you know, um, but as we know, the dead in Christ shall rise first. So, uh, the song is called, He's Preparing Me.
preparing me for something
I don't know what choir was singing in the background with him, along with him, uh, but um, they were just so anointed and, and loving to praise and lift God on high. Um, so I hope that blessed you guys. Oh my goodness, Daryl Coley, uh, he's preparing me. God knows everything that we need, even before we ask, okay? So, um, yeah. Sometimes we can get overwhelmed, and, and our flesh is what it is, guys. It, it just wants to do its own thing, you know? And once you put into practice, you telling what your flesh, telling what your flesh is not in control of, no, I'm not doing that. No, I don't, I'm not going over there. No, I'm not saying that. You know, uh, you get stronger and stronger, and that is through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? So, uh, I have the next word, guys. It is 7.44 p.m., uh, past the hour 44 minutes past. okay and the word is coming from uh galatians chapter 5 verse 22 through 24 and um i it, i'm you know i try to uh learn of all kinds of different um uh, ways that and tools that you can use. And this one is bibletools.org. Shout out to all the uh, volunteers and helpers um, uh, with this site. Uh, it, I've been coming here for the, over 10 years and they were there before that. So <laughs> how about that? Um, I, I, I believe in time and God is in control of that time. And uh, when they set forth for this word to be studied, um, I believe that they took their time and, and God blessed them with the mysteries of him to be able to teach us to reveal himself to each and every one of us, okay? Alrighty, so on the screen, you will see the commentaries, uh, forerunner commentary. Uh, and as I said, it comes from um, bibletools.org. Alrighty, and uh, there's so much information, guys. I mean, so many links that they have. I love it. It's just a, just a ball of, of information. Okay. So um, they give the, the Bible verses at the top of the screen. And then they uh, go into a commentary. Okay. They have uh, downloaded audio as well as uh, just a, a plethora of just, you know, uh, education of the word. Okay. Um, Galatians chapter 5, 22 through 24, uh, let's see here, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
long suffering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. Uh, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Okay, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Okay, I'm going to go to 25. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Okay, let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Okay, and I just want to hit 26. And you know what? It'll just keep on going. It will just keep on going. And I'm telling you, it's good stuff for our souls. And I'm, I'm just going on and on about it. But, you know, I got to do this time thing. You know. But anyways. Okay, so the breakdown is, it reads, these qualities are aspects of God's character that we all need to have and use. Outgoing concern for others. Okay, love true concern for all of mankind not being self-centered doing for others what is right despite their character appearance social status etc first corinthians 13 then there's joy related to happiness only happiness requires right circumstances okay where joy does not Jesus Christ felt joy, though his faith, he faced heavy trials. Hebrews 12, 2, okay? Um, we should all be joyful, having been called by God. Hallelujah, okay? And guys, this is what I'm talking about, okay? Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, okay? So, and that's just affirmation of what, you know, um, uh, uh, the joy is about, okay? That, that he knew, even though the, 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 the trial was heavy, he knew that it was worth something. He knew that it meant something, okay? So that's what gave him the joy. All right, so then peace, peace of mind and peace with God, okay? Philippians 4, 6 through 7, okay? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father God, thank you. It works, guys. Once you learn it, understand it, commit to acting with your faith, because faith without works is dead, you will see that it's true. Long-suffering, that's a, that's a big one. Bearing with others who are working out their salvation. Being slow to anger, Romans 15, 1 and Luke 21, 19. This word is 360. There are, it's one book with 66 books in it. And it's just circumference itself. It just goes, it just goes all the way around. Literally, it comes back, takes you over there, says it over there, takes you over there, says it over there. You know, so that's what I love. It is it, sitting there. And if you want to receive it, 
you will receive it, guys. Okay. Kindness, behaving towards others kindly as God has behaved towards us. Ephesians chapter 4, 31 through 32. Okay, guys, he could be so petty. Let's go there. Okay, he could be so petty, but he's not. He's a right God, just God, okay? And he's going to make sure that his loved ones learn and understand the right way to do things, okay? So goodness, generosity of spirit that springs from imitating Jesus Christ. Psalms 33, 4 through 5. It's there. It is his goodness. Seriously, generosity of spirit. You you know that you only have $30 left. And you're either, depending on your measure of generosity, you might give them the whole thing. Bless somebody with the whole thing. You might bless somebody with 10%. You might bless somebody with half. No matter what, it's generosity. And your intent. Now, this is where it kicks in at. If you heard something say, give it all, and you said, oh, I'm going to give half, that's, that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> That's a whole nother stuff. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. All right. Faithfulness. Being reliable. This describes a person who is trustworthy and will always stand up for God's way. We can count on, hallelujah, and should work at imitating the faithfulness of God. Philippians chapter 1, verses 6. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5. Okay. Um, Faithfulness, guys, a, a reliable person, a person who's, you know, always there, who is trustworthy, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, I had to learn this one, okay? Someone is always being faithful to you, and you're not able to be faithful. Mm -mm. Come on, babies. Come on, babies. We can do this. Okay. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. Jesus. Gentleness, considerate and tactful in conduct and correction. Okay. Considerate and tactful in conduct and correction. Never angry at the wrong time. Woo! Matthew chapter five verses twenty. Two through twenty four. Ephesians chapter four, uh, verse twenty six. Oh, guys. Mm -hmm. um, as you see on the screen, which some of you can't, but the ones who can, uh, who are watching my video, uh, you see there um, at the bottom where it says John O. Reed, 1930 through 2016. He died in 2016, guys. He was born in 1930. Okay, and um, there's a little highlight down there where it says time for self-evaluation. I am going to do that next Friday. That's exactly what we're going to read on, okay? Alrighty, so the last one is self-control, guys. Discipline, which gives us victory over the wrong pulls of our mind and body. Hallelujah. How about that? First John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Self-discipline, 
self-control, however you want to call it, which gives us victory over the wrong pools of our mind and body. Help me, Jesus. Okay, come on, um, 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 25 cookies. When uh, you only need to have maybe one or two, uh, six or seven. Okay, you see how I keep going up? Okay, let's just keep it real. Um, I've been there, guys. Um, you will learn my story as time goes on, but uh, I got some realness for you. So we're going to keep it real in this house, okay? This is God's house. This is our house, okay? So one of these things, okay, one of them, these are the fruits of the spirit, okay? These are the aspects of our God's character. And to the non-believers, you, some of you may not believe in God, but, you know, just because you're a non-believer, it doesn't mean that you don't have one of, one of these or, and, or all of them. It's just that you need to have God with you. Um, there are some joyous people. There are some peaceful people, long-suffering people, you know, kind, kindness people, goodness people, faithfulness people, gentleness people, self-control people. So, but that's your kind of self-control, your kind of peace, your kind of joy. There is a joy, there is a peace, there is long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and love like no other. <laughs> Believe it. I'll bet my life on it. So, uh, but anyway, <laughs> I had fun with that one, okay? <laughs> All right, guys, so it is um, 56 minutes past the hour. We have a couple more things to do, you know. Um, I'm work moving right along, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself because I've been growing, you know, and, and I hope you guys have been growing with me and, and learning with me, and, and I know I've seen a lot of people downloading the podcast, and uh, I, listen, I, I, I remember when it was one download, and and now we're moving up to 30-something downloads. So whoever you are, I don't know who you are, but I just know, want you to know that I love you, but God loves you more. And I just wanted to share this experience with you. And, and I hope that you um, come back for more and, and, and write me with, with uh, your suggestions. You know, people do write me and people do text me. Um, and I'm going to do an episode where I, you know, uh, reveal some of those um, uh, people. So, you know, but the most important thing is that you're learning from it. You're getting something from it and that um, there, there's an avenue for you to go back and listen to it over and over and over again um, uh, and, and, and hear God speaking. I'm not worried about you and me. I'm worried about the God in us, okay? and uh, how we can apply that to our lives and uh, be better people. One step closer to God, okay? righty, let's go on to this next clip. So um, from the beginning, um, I had a, a host and her name is His Poetry Verse. She's um, a friend of mine from Facebook. And um, I miss her so much. Uh, shout out to Trina. I love you. Um, she's really busy right now. And I am going to share a clip that she, uh, a video clip that she shared on November 4th. Um, uh, it's November 13th, 2020 right now. So that was um, 
nine days ago. And I caught it today and, uh, you know, felt compelled to share it. And it was a, a wonderful uh, clip for seven minutes uh, of anointed power. Alrighty, guys. So I am going to pass this young lady off to you. Alrighty, guys. Here we go. What's up, everybody? I'm um, just going to wait for a couple of people to come in. Uh, I just want to come in to give a special report um, about something phenomenal that just, ha that just happened. Something phenomenal that just happened to me. Um, let me know if you guys can hear me. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Let me know if you guys can hear me. Somebody? Anybody? <laughs> well, I think you can. Nobody's answering, but um, I think you can. So I'm just gonna go right into it. Um, share this video if you feel the need to, if you know someone who needs to be encouraged. So check it out. I have, um, something just happened to me. I had a need, okay? Y'all know I'm transparent. I had a need. And it's like, literally, I got off the phone with the people. And um, I got off the phone with the people. And I just literally said a very quick prayer. And I put the situation in God's hands. And I told the lady on the phone, I said, well, ma'am, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait on God. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and that's going to be it. Because I didn't have what I needed to meet a certain deadline. I'm on lunch right now. I'm, I'm, I'm on lunch. I'm on my break. But um, I didn't have what I needed to meet a certain deadline. And when I tell you that God is so faithful. Whatever you might be facing, whatever is going on in your life, whatever you don't have, you've been going through so long that you don't have the faith to even hold on or be optimistic or look on the bright side or find the silver lining or anything like that. Um, I want to tell you that in spite of everything, trust God, do not doubt him. Uh, I have to say that because y'all god did a thing and i'm telling you i didn't even this literally was a, I, I didn't even really get to pray about it i just spoke it out and i declared and decreed that it was in god's hands and he was going to handle it and guess what within an hour within an hour god did it knowing that he's watching even when we don't take the, the proper time to pray, and even though things might try to overtake us, y'all, I'm telling you, try God. Hey, Ernest. Hey, everybody. Try God, because God is so faithful. He will never leave us or forsake us. That's a promise. That's not a just something he said. That is a absolute promise that he made to us. He would never leave us 
or forsake us. And y'all, God just did this thing for me. And I'm telling you, it was an overflow more than I was expecting because I wasn't expecting nothing. Like literally, like this came from, I was not expecting anything, nothing at all, nothing. And he gave me what I needed to take care of what I need to take care of with an excess. And I'm going to tell you, it ain't because, oh, she did, every, she did everything right. And, oh, she, no, I haven't. Okay. And to be quite honest, most of us don't do most things right most of the time. You understand? But that's the definition of his grace. That's the definition of his mercy. That's the definition of his love. Right? So I'm just come. I had to come and tell you guys, God has been doing so many things for me. Like even during this, I'm just going to take this time because I'm on lunch to just say it. Because I haven't said it. I haven't been vocal about a lot of the things that God has been doing. I'm just, I don't know why. To be honest, I just kind of keep things to myself. I'm, I'm not a bragger, but I'm fixed to brag on the Lord. God has given me a phenomenal job, literally just fell in my lap. When I first got to Georgia, I made my anniversary for one year in Georgia on October 26th. When I tell you God has done so much since I've been here and I was obedient to leave Texas and come this way with just me and my baby girl. And so many things have changed in my life uh, because of it. Obedience. He's good. He's more than good. He is amazing. Um, seriously, I can't think of one thing that I have done or could do to deserve the level of love that he bestows upon me. But he does it flawlessly. He does it. So I just came live to just testify about God and his greatness. This new job he blessed me with. The living situation he blessed me with. The people he blessed me with in my life. Um, I thank God for him. So I'm telling you guys, stay faithful. Okay? Trust God no matter what is going on, no matter what happens. Put it in his hands. Even if you don't do nothing but throw your hands up and say, God, I can't do it. You got it. I'm telling you, he will definitely prove himself trustworthy each and every time. So that's all I got. Um, I'm going back to work. If somebody need to be encouraged and their faith need to be lifted, share this video with them. Let them know that whatever the situation, even when they don't know, God always knows. God always has a way. God didn't throw up no dice and toss no dice about you or your life. Guess what? God has a way. So when you don't know, just know that he does know. Praise God. All right. That's my time. I love y'all. Nine days ago. <laughs> Nine days ago, guys. Like, and and now you're hearing it whenever it is that you guys are hearing it. And I'm definitely hearing it today, which makes it the ninth day. And it was a word for today. It was a word for 10 days ago. It was a word for last month. It was a word for last year. 
it is a word and, and this is what he put on my heart about um studying um reading in the ecclesiastics let us new under the sun like she did what god told her to do and god is good all day <laughs> all day okay so um i just wanted to share that with you guys and i put a link link in so that you guys will be able to listen and watch and get to know um the the teachers and uh anointed ones and um you know enjoy them at your own leisure okay Alrighty, so i'm going to go right over here into this word that pretty much confirms what she said and it is coming from james chapter 5 verses verses uh 13 okay the prayer of faith is anyone among you in trouble then that person should pray is anyone among you happy then that person should sing songs of praise okay she didn't sing it but it sounded like a song to me <laughs> for real okay come on now that's the word of god all right okay so i'm going over to the next song and the next song is coming from donald lawrence and company happy being me Everything that you've been through 
The song title is Happy Being Me, okay? Happy. No worries, okay? <laughs> Enjoy yourselves in the Lord, okay? Oh my goodness, guys. It is 8.14. 14 minutes past the hour, okay? Um, we're moving right, right along. So, um, Basically, the topic for today is everything in God last, learning from book, the book of Ecclesiastes. So I'm going to be reading um, the first chapter and then go straight into the book, the book, the book, Dallas Willard, hearing God, developing a conversational relationship with God, okay? So I'm super excited about getting 
through these next pages, okay? We're coming from page 44 to 47. So, oops, can't wait. All righty, guys. So, let me go ahead and bring this word up. Get it, let's get it, let's get this. All right. Um, at first, when you read the word, your flesh is going to battle. Right, so you're gonna be reading it, and, and you're not used to hearing certain things. So your first is like, I don't know about all that, you know. What I mean? But as you grow and open your heart to ask for understanding, God will help you understand. So you will grow to understand, and it's, it's a process. We're all a work in progress. Okay, continually. All right. Okay. Um. So. Uh, the first chapter of Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter one, has 18 verses, okay? And it kind of reminds me of Psalms and Proverbs. Um, but uh, it doesn't matter to me because it's all good, <laughs> no matter what. So it says, everything is meaningless, okay? Everything is meaningless. These are the words of the teacher. He was the son of David. He was also the king in Jerusalem, okay? Meaningless. Everything is meaningless, says the teacher. Everything is completely meaningless. Nothing has any meaning. What do people get for all their work? Why do they work so hard on this earth? People come and people go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises, then it sets, and then it hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south, then it turns to the north. Around and around it goes. It always returns to where it started. Every stream flows into the ocean, but the ocean never gets full. The streams return to the place they came from. Amazing. All things are tiresome. They are more tiresome than anyone can say. But our eyes never see enough of anything. Our ears never hear enough. Everything that has ever been will come back again. Everything that has ever been done will be done again. Nothing is new on earth. There isn't anything about which someone can say. I repeat, there isn't anything about which someone can say. Look, here's something new. It was already here long ago. It was here before we were. No one remembers the people of long ago. Even those who haven't been born yet won't be remembered by those who will be born after them. Wisdom is meaningless. I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I decided to study things carefully. I used my wisdom to check everything out. I looked into everything that is done on earth. What a heavy load God has put on human beings. I've seen what it is done on this earth. All of it is meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. People can't straighten things that are crooked. They can't count things that doesn't even exist. 
I said to myself, look, I've now grown wiser than anyone who ruled over Jerusalem in the past. I have a lot of wisdom and knowledge. Then I use my mind to understand what it really means to be wise. And I wanted to know what foolish pleasure is all about. But I found out that it's also like chasing the wind. A lot of human wisdom leads to a lot of sorrow. More knowledge only brings more sadness. Down there at the bottom, you can see where it says copyright, 1995, 1996, 1998, 2014 by Biblical Inc. Mm, mm, mm. And before that, ooh wee. And even some of my flesh, you know, was worrying even when I was reading it. <laughs> Being transparent is so freeing. And that's why I just want you to know that when you come to this room, you come here, you're going to be able to be free to be yourself and we're going to embrace each other and what you decide to do for your life is what you decide to do for your life. I'm simply going to encourage you to tap into this good, great God and allow him to take full control of that life. And... Um, you grow with him because anything done without him is not going to work. Yeah, and I know you might not want to hear that, but <laughs> it's so true. To God be the glory is all I can say, guys. Okay. So that's Ecclesiastes. And Next Friday, we will read chapter two, okay? Looking forward to it. Yes, I am. All right, here we go. Dallas Willard, Dallas Willard. All right, guys. God is so good to us. Thank you, Father God. Just too, too good. All right, so I'm gonna share the screen. Um, so I hope you guys had a great week. And I hope your weekend is blessed with peace and productivity and love and joy and gentleness and kindness. <laughs> and long suffering, don't forget about that. Okay. Um, the book. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So we're on page 44 and we're going to 47. Okay. So, again, Father, add a blessing in reading to your tool that edifies your word, which edifies you. Jesus, okay, amen. Okay, how to believe the Bible stories. Okay, so you know, um, this book, if you've been, you know, keeping up, um, if you've been tuning in, I really encourage you to go back to the beginning 
um, and or get the book for yourself uh, so that you can be blessed. That's a wonderful read, guys. Um, you know that he is teaching us how to hear God, okay? So, and uh, it, it really has been something else. Um, I wanted to give an analogy, like when the superheroes, you know, learn of their powers and they start, like, for instance, the ones that can hear voices and hear what people are talking about and stuff like that, like Spider-Man and um, a couple other people, but Spider-Man you know, sticks out for me. Um, and... Uh, Hearing, hearing that, hearing all of that stuff when, when you haven't uh, been practicing it, it's a lot. Okay, so sometimes I, I uh, feel that that that's a good analogy for how some people may be thinking. So much stuff, you know, uh, and so the, having discernment to hear the Lord speaking is a, a true gift, you know. Um, you may not hear him all the time, but he is always speaking to us through his word. And uh, it, it's a blessing to be able to apply that word to our lives and get strengthened, you know, by it. Okay, so it's 8.24 p.m., 24 minutes past the hour. And uh, we'll be finishing up with the last song after this. And her out. How to Believe the Bible Stories. Conversely, if we are really to understand the Bible record, we must enter into our study of it on the assumption that the experiences recorded there are basically of the same type as ours would have been if we had been there. Those who lived through th those experiences felt very much as we would have if we had been in their place. Unless this comes home to us, the things that happen to the people in the Bible will remain unreal to us. We will not genuinely be able to believe the Bible or find its contents to be real because it will have no experiment, experiential wow, substance for us. Failure to read the Bible in this realistic manner accounts for two common problems. In Christian groups that hold the Bible central to their faith. The first problem is that it becomes simply a book of doctrine, of abstract truth about God, which one can search endlessly without encountering God himself or hearing his voice. This same attitude led the religious authorities of Jesus, okay, Jesus's own day to use the scriptures for the very purpose of avoiding him. They searched the scriptures fervently, yet Jesus said of them, you do not have his word abiding in you, John 5, 38. A.W. Tozer, I apologize if I pronounced that wrong, has pointedly remarked in, his con in this connection that it is to altogether possible to be instructed in the rudiments of faith and still have no real understanding of the whole thing. Ooh, God help us. Help us. And it is possible to go on 
to become expert in Bible doctrine and not have spiritual illumination with the result that a veil remains over the mind. Ooh, preventing it from apprehending the truth in its spiritual essence. Oh, glory. Mm, mm, mm. I cannot. I don't want that life. Okay, I don't want it. The author problem, excuse me, the other problem is that we simply stop reading the Bible altogether when we do not understand the experience of biblical characters in terms of how we experience life's events. Or you, or else, excuse me, or else we take it in regular doses, choking it down like medicine because someone told us that it would be good for us though we really do not find it to be so. Ooh, glory. The open secret of many Bible-believing churches is that only a very small percentage of their members study the Bible with even the degree of interest, intelligence, or joy that they bring to bear upon their favorite newspaper or magazine. I can't. In my opinion, based on considerable experience, this is prelim preliminary because they do not know and are not taught how to understand the experience of biblical characters in terms of how they experience life. Perhaps they are even warned not to understand it in this way, told that it is dangerous to do so. But the Bible itself teaches that we are to understand it in terms of our own experience. When it says that Paul, Barnabas, and Elijah were human beings like us and that Jesus knows how we feel in our weaknesses because he himself, in every respect, has been tested as we are. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Wow. That was brought up. It means that their experience was substantially like our own. If we are to hear God's voice ourselves, and on an individual basis, we must, above all else, observe how his word came to those people described in the scriptures. How did they experience God's communication? What, what, was, like, was, what was it like for them to hear God? We must prayerfully but boldly use our God-given imaginations as we read the stories of people who encounter God. We must ask ourselves, what it would be like if we were Moses standing by the bush. Exodus chapter 3, verse 2. Little Samuel lying in his darkened room. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. Elisha, under inspiration from the minstrel. Okay. Chapter 2, I mean, 2 Kings uh, chapter 3, verse 15. Uh, Ananias receiving his vision about Paul. Acts 9, verse 11, or Peter on his rooftop, Acts 10, verse 10. We must pray for the faith and for the experiences that would enable us to believe that such things could happen to us. Only then will we be able to recognize, accept, and dwell in them when they come. This is our second general guideline. Humble arrogance. Who? Me? Lord? Who, me, Lord? Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but
but rejoice that your names are written in the heaven. Luke chapter 10, verse 20. Richard Attenborough's movie, Gandhi, has a scene set in South Africa where the young Indian lawyer and a white clergyman are walking together on a boardwalk. Contrary to, the South, to South African law at that time, they are accosted by some brutish, brutish, there we go, looking young white men who seem about to harm them. But the mother of the ringleader calls from an upstairs window and commands them to go about his business. As they walk on, the clergyman exclaims over their good luck. Gandhi comments, I thought you were a man of God. The clergyman replies, I am, but I don't believe the plans his date around. Ooh, let me go back. As they walk on, the clergyman exclaims over their good luck. Gandhi comments, I thought you were a man of God. The clergyman replies, I am, but I don't believe he plans his day around me. The audience laughs, of course, acute point indeed, but beneath it lies in an attitude and a set of beliefs that may make it impossible for us to take seriously the possibility of divine guidance. And if we do not take it seriously, then of course we shall not be able to enter into it. In italics, it says, we must think of ourselves as capable of having the same kinds of experiences as did Elijah or Paul. To the statement made earlier, that we must think of ourselves as capable of having the same kinds of experience as did Paul, Barnabas, or Elijah, many will spontaneously reply, but who am I to put myself in the place of these great ones? Who am I even to suppose that God might guide me or speak to me, much less that my experience should be like that of a Moses or Elijah? One who has such a reaction often presumes that it honors the greatness of God. In fact, it contradicts what God has taught about himself. In the Bible and in the person of Christ, his greatness is precisely what allows him to plan his day around me or anyone and everyone else as he chooses. Okay, those spoken to God those spoken to by God in the scriptural record, such as Moses or Gideon, often try to plead unworthiness or inadequacy. While such responses are in a sense fitting, they are also beside the point. They are relevant as God makes perfectly clear in the stories concerned. We might even find it hard to believe if, if we were told that a high government official or some other important, though merely human, dignitary had called to talk to us. We might think on the one hand that we are not that important and on the other hand that such a communication might seem to make us important. Similar thoughts may be stirred up at the suggestion of God's talking to us, but those thoughts are simply irrelevant to his purposes in dealing with us. Furthermore, they contain tragic misconceptions that have the power to shut us off from the individualized word of God. In the first place, we are that important. 
we were important enough for God to give his son's life for us and to choose to inhabit us as a living temple. Obviously, then we are important enough for him to guide us and speak to us whenever that is appropriate. Oh God, I wanna keep going. In the second place, his speaking to us does not in itself make us important. Just as when he spoke to ancient people of Israel, his speaking to us only gives us greater opportunity to be and to do good and to have greater responsibility, responsibility for the care and guidance of others. But if we allow God's conversational walk with us or anything else to make us think we are people of great importance, his guidance will certainly be withdrawn for we cannot be trusted with it. Under the kingdom of the heavens, those who exalt themselves will be abased. As Jesus taught, and pride is the condition that comes right before a fall. Hallelujah. Okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> I can read that over again. You've got to get this book. Dallas Willard, Hearing God. Developing a conversational relationship with God. Guys, shout out to Dallas Willard, sir, if you ever hear this. Thank you so much. All of you who worked with him, thank you for allowing yourselves to be vessels used by God to get this word to us. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. You've got to read that, guys. Okay. Oh my goodness, it is 8.36 p.m., 36 minutes past the hour, hallelujah, I made it, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Oh, God is so good to us, I'm telling you, he's so good to us. Okay, guys, so I'm gonna take us on out with this, and this will be the end, okay? I love you so much. So I'm going to go into that album that I told you I was going to go back and listen to. And it's Donald Lawrence and Company. Okay. And it's Back to Eden. An Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. Let me hear you. Where my Eden citizens at? Where my Eden citizens at? Where you at? Let me see if you hear like this. When God made man, he made a spirit. It was his plan. We were blessed. The tempter came. We were distracted. The tempter came. And we fell. We were deemed to live a life that you do. A life Let's go.
we made it through the rain. Yes, we did. So I'm going to go ahead and pray it out. It's going to be a quick prayer, but a real prayer. Okay, we don't need to be doing all that, you know. Uh, I love you, Father. Thank you so much for your mercy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They don't know how much I love you. But I thank you. And all I ask is for your word to be done in each and every one of our lives. John 15, 5. Period. I love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. See you guys later. Remember, I love you. But God loves you more.